April 22nd, May 13th, June 3rd, June 24th. These dates ringing any bells? Well, they might if you're an Ontario angler because these dates are all the different fishy openers we have across the province. Of course, these dates may vary depending on where you are in the province, but here in Southern Ontario, these dates are celebrated across all tying tables. With these dates fast approaching, Drift Outfitters and Fly Shop in downtown Toronto is the place to go to get ready for trout, walleye, pike, muskie, bass of the small and largemouth variety. Yes, Drift Outfitters has you totally covered for all your upcoming fishing needs. Stop by the store to chat with the experts themselves and learn how to catch the fish you're after. Or shop online at driftoutfitters.com and enjoy coast-to-coast-to-coast -to -coast -to -coast shipping on all the best products. Find them at 199 Queen Street East in Toronto or online at driftoutfitters.com. Okay, hello and welcome to another episode of SoFly. This is a special episode of SoFly, of course, because we are on location. It is July 2nd. Uh, it's a long weekend. That's kind of fun. And we're actually here in the Marguerite Valley. That's right. July is Salmon Month, or Nova Scotia Month, I should say. Margar Marguerite Month, something like that. But uh, yeah, we're in the Marguerite Valley. Um, of course, my name is Aldo, and uh, I've got my co-host, Yilma. Hello. Jesus. Um, and I've, we're here with two very special friends who have been on the podcast before. We've got Kate and Scott Sharon. Kate and Scott are, if you've listened to the podcast uh, with them before, uh, great. If you haven't, you should, because uh, that's all about uh, their fly fishing life. And, uh, you know, we've got their bios and backgrounds. So we're not going to get into that, but really quickly. Yeah. Kate and Scott are passionate anglers, they're guides, they live in Nova Scotia and Lunenburg. Um, we, of course, are nowhere near there. Um, Kate is now, congratulations, a new member of the board of directors of the Atlantic... Nova Scotia Salmon no Association. Nova Scotia Salmon Association. And uh, Scotty is the VP over at the Lahave Salmon Association. Of course, Scott... <clears throat> you might see uh, him on Reddington, and you might see Kate on Reddington. They're part of the uh, Reddington Rio team, just like us, uh, and that's how we originally met. Uh, they do a lot of work for salmon here, uh, not only you know in uh, at home, closer to home on the Lahave, um, but just for you know salmon ambassadorship, you know all over the province. Really, they work with uh, you know the ASF, the hatchery, uh, and of course the people that brought us here, Fish Nova Scotia, which yeah. is awesome. So we've been shooting and fishing and exploring uh, the Marguerite Valley, of course, in chase of uh, Atlantic salmon and working with, um, you know, working with and working for Fish Nova Scotia. So, yeah, Kate, Scott, welcome back to the show. And it's so nice to do it on your home turf. Yay. Thanks for having us. Thank you. <laughs> Second podcast this week in two days. And shout out to Andrew from Fish Nova Scotia. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much for, uh, you know, trusting us and, and bringing us here. It's it's great. Um. Okay, so I guess what we're going to do on this show is we're going to recap what we've been doing this week. This is uh, actually we're checking out in an hour. <laughs> we thought we had till three p.m. We've got till twelve. It's uh, it's uh, is it ten now? We've got till eleven, so we've got an hour. Uh, so yeah, so we're perfect. Yeah, that's and perfect then timing. Yilma and I fly out uh, back to Toronto. Sadly, 
um, tonight, um, which is very sad. We're sad. We're sad. We're sad. It's been a good week, though, guys. Mm-hmm. Been an excellent, excellent week. Yeah, yeah, fun, Yilma? I had a great time. Yeah? And we'll get to that. Yeah, totally. Um, maybe first and foremost, like, yeah, since Yilma and I don't really know, like, where are we and what have we been doing? We have been salmon fishing on our favorite river, the Marguerite, uh, in beautiful Cape Breton, Nova Scotia. And where's Cape Breton? It is a little island connected by the Canso Causeway um, north in the north of Nova Scotia. Right on. And what is the Marguerite River? It's water. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, Scotty. <laughs> it's actually a heritage river, which is pretty cool. So what does that, that mean? Well, I don't know. You're kind of putting me on the spot here, but <laughs> uh, it's steeped in culture and people have been salmon in tradition. And uh, obviously Mi'kmaq people have been fishing it uh, and it's very culturally significant to them um, as well as uh, anglers alike. So um, yeah, it's a really special place kind of nestled on the Gulf side of Cape Breton, if that makes sense. So um, the river actually, the estuary doesn't face the Atlantic Ocean. It's kind of uh, on the other side, on the west side, which is pretty cool. And the headwaters are way up in the highlands, which is really cool as well. So, you know, the river itself changes wildly. You get down low and it's kind of flat. Not flat, but there's you're in a valley and there's pasture land. And as you work your way upriver, quickly becomes, you know, elevation gets a little bit higher. Slope of the river kind of increases. River kind of narrows out. Yeah, I think we saw all that this week too, which is pretty 100%. cool. Yeah, it was really cool. We uh, we took a drive to the coast the other day, and you can really see the river change because where we are, we're in the upper section of the river, so we're surrounded in by by mountains in the valley, green, lush, you know, tree covered valley with misty fog in the mornings. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. It's like a, a fortress of mountains. Like you said, yeah. You said something interesting that I had never really considered it. You know, we were driving along the valley, and you're like, this looks like Montana with green trees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, it gave me, you know, kind of like Ennis, if anybody's been lucky enough to go to the Ennis River Valley, it, it, it reminds me of that a lot, because the river changes a lot as you go along. Um, you know, uh, obviously, the Ennis River doesn't dump into the ocean, but it, 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 it does kind of feel that way, especially when you see all the farmland, um, when you get closer to the coast, and like, I think, uh, is it Shetty Camp? Correct. With one of the towns, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, and uh, but we'll get to our trip to the coast soon. Um, I guess really quickly, like, yeah, you know, we've been staying at an Airbnb. It's awesome. Um, we're right, <coughs> literally right by the river, like a stone's throw away from one of the pools we've been fishing, um, which is great. But, uh, you know, there's tons of places to stay up here. Like, you can camp. Um, what was that business called? So a friend of ours owns a really cool campground. Uh, it's lower in the river. It's called Live Life Intense. Um, Lee Frazier is his name. He does, you know, guided canoe trips. He rents, uh, tubes for people to float down the river. If you, if you want to kind of fishing isn't your thing, you can still experience the Marguerite. It's here for everybody. Um, he's got glamping tents, which are really cool. So anyone planning a trip out here, I think that's one of the coolest things. And I know we're going to touch on this later in the show, but just how accessible the river can be. You don't have to come and spend hundreds of dollars on an Airbnb. In fact, Kate and I were, you know, living out of a tent before you guys came so <laughs> we've been salmon bums for a while it's embraced <laughs> that's awesome um when did you two first start fishing the marguerite kate um we first started coming up here i think 2011 yeah 2011 was my first year yeah 
Yeah, and we would uh, our our good friend's grandma has a cabin um, mid river, um, and we would go and stay there with him and his grandma. She's eighty something, eighty something, I think. Maybe, hopefully, I'm right. <laughs> uh, and she and her husband had the cabin um, for thirty, I don't know, so many years. Yeah. Um, so we would go and stay there. Um, look at their photographs and see all the old flies. So see all the old flies and really got the real salmon fishing experience back then. So it was easy to become hooked. <laughs> That's awesome. I think it's cool because you there's so many different like we talked about this when you asked me about what a heritage river is, but there's so many generations that have accessed this river for mm-hmm. you know a plethora of different reasons, and it's really cool. I think that the further I come along in my fishing journey, I really gravitate to those stories. You know, I'll find myself standing at a pool or fishing a specific lie because the river does change year to year and it's changed greatly in the last year from the hurricane. But depending on the substrate of the river, there is bedrock and shale and stuff like that. And those pools never really change. So I'm always like, who else stood, Mm -hmm. you know, in this exact spot trying to catch a salmon a hundred years ago? Yeah. You feel that history here. It's a romantic place you know we've been meeting a lot of people and a lot of people who care about this river and um yeah i think it's been it's been a really special week um which we should probably get into right now yeah um one thing of note it's also if you listen to the kate and scott episode and i think it's scott's mitchie's fishies three best fishing memory ever and of course that's when he proposed to kate on this river after catching a salmon because he said he would (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or wait, or was it if you landed a salmon, Kate? Yeah, if it Kate was, landed a salmon. Sorry. If I, and it started as a joke, of course. Um, if I landed a salmon. On a fly rod. On a fly rod, which, yeah. yeah then Kate, he would propose. Kate's ultra competitive for anyone who doesn't know this. <laughs> so you give her a challenge and she takes it to level 10 instantly. Mm-hmm. But it was great because we fished every waking moment that year and Kate came really close a couple of times and she ended up landing a salmon. It actually wasn't on this river, but we fished this river a lot. Oh shit. No, it's a good one. We fished this river. I wanted it to be on this river, <laughs> but, it, but yeah, we, I always say we fell in love on this river. We did. Yeah. That's so nice. That's so nice. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. I think, uh, right before we get into day one, maybe like what are, what makes like the marguerite special in terms of like, Let's talk about regulations a bit and like set up the whole thing. Like, because the marguerite is catch and release only and fly fishing only, correct? Uh, All of Nova Scotia is catch and release only for, for salmon. salmon. For salmon. Right. So our our season changes. This is a kind of the cool thing about Nova Scotia is there's, so, there's a, a variety of different species and sport fish you can chase. Um, our general fishing season opens April 1st. Okay. And April 1st until about... June 1st, we'll say there are some exceptions. Um, most rivers are open to any type of gear or bait. So once June kind of rolls around is when salmon start kind of staging and getting ready to come into the river, and that's when things kind of tighten down. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's super accessible. You do have to kind of keep an eye on the regulations, and that's why you know, a huge shout out to Fish Nova Scotia. They've got an amazing set of resources online that... You could buy your licenses online. We did before we showed up. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And they're also super approachable too. Like I I grew up in Ontario and 
I pinch myself all the time because I think how lucky we are to have the access to the people to make the decisions. So, mm. you know, anyone that comes here that has a question or they're unsure about the regs for a specific part of the river, just pick up the phone and call, you know, the Department of Inland Fisheries and Aquaculture and, and you'll be sorted out right away. Right on. Shouldn't be scary. It didn't feel yeah. scary. No. no, I was scared a little bit, but <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty rad. And then, uh, yeah, so basically, yeah, let's get, let's, let's kick this off. Yeah. Yilma and I, we, we woke up super early on the 26th of June. Four, yeah, 4 a.m. I got in. Oh, well, I woke up at four, 20 minutes later. I'm downstairs in an Uber. Uh-huh. Five minutes after that, Aldo's in the, in the truck. Yeah. In the Uber. Yeah. And then 20 minutes, we're boarding. We're in line to board to head over. Woo! Yeah, <gasps> which was oh, that's Finn. Oh yeah, Finn's here too. Yeah, Finn's <laughs> the best He's been keeping his company and chasing salmon around when we've been catching them, uh, which is awesome. But yeah, it was great. We you know the flight was super easy. Flying to Halifax, mm-hmm. we scooped up the car from the airport. It was easy. It was it was like this. Yeah, super it was like quick. that. And we uh, we got the car, uh, which was uh, kind of hilarious. It's a Dodge Durango, which. Has a special meaning for for SoFly because <laughs> because it was our first uh, our first rental vehicle on our way to Tomogamy. It's like our first trip ever SoFly. I know it's a weird small thing, yeah. and the one that we have is like has like blacked out rims. rims. Yeah, we had we, we look like drug dealers. We had the same. We just didn't have the Hemi, but yeah, we look like drug dealers. <laughs> Whenever you start that thing, it sounds like a race car. Yeah, <laughs> I know it's pretty <laughs> funny. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is going to be and out it's of, an eco mode. That's like, <laughs> this is going to be a bit out of place, yeah. um, but that's okay. Uh, we, uh, yeah, we got in the car and then, uh, you know, we got some breakfast right away. And what's and the truck stop called? Cause that's the that big was delicious. Stop. Oh, the big stop was good. I don't think that's what the restaurant's called, but it's, it's just it's called the, the big stop. Big stop yeah. yeah. And then we went up to, uh, and then we started the drive to Cape Breton. How was that drive? You know, easy peasy, no traffic. It was lovely. Lots of scenery. Um, lush. Uh, it was raining when we arrived. Yeah. It was raining. Uh, Overcast. So yeah. it was like. It was a nice feeling because great we left it, it very, very fishy. hot yeah. yes and we left a very hot toronto yeah we did and and to feel to, to 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 get that refreshing feeling and to know that you know possibly the rain could bring in some salmon was also a good feeling yeah that's yeah. true yeah we yeah. were pretty stoked on the drive up yeah. i've never been here you've never been here nope uh you've been we've both been to nova scotia before but never up here and uh yeah my what is it when you drive into cape breton what's that bridge called Canzo Causeway. The Canzo Causeway, and you you drive welcome underneath. Welcome to Cape Breton. Yeah, you yes. lo- the Welcome to Cape Breton sign. I was like, we <laughs> we should, we filmed it twice. <laughs> we, yeah, we're like, we I was like, shit, I came, missed it. <laughs> turned around, came back. <laughs> yeah, but that was a cool feeling. Yeah. I uh, you know I forgot about how much history there is here. The Cabot Trail, Alexander mm-hmm. Grant, Alexander Graham Bell, of mm-hmm. course, all the Mi'kmaq history and recent history, um, the hurricane, like a lot happens in Cape Breton. Yes. Yeah. And movies. Sorry? <laughs> movies. Like what? I don't know. They're shot. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't, the Hobbit Which, shot? Wasn't the Hobbit shot part of the Hobbit shot here? I thought he did that all in New Zealand. I anyway, it doesn't I matter. I don't know. Okay, sorry. So we keep driving up and movies. Like what? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so we drove up. Uh, I got caught off guard. Picked up some groceries on the way. And then I had been like craving. I was like, we got to get some fresh seafood. And he was like, you're out. I was like, anything, oysters, mm-hmm. shrimp, I don't care. Um, we had gotten into, we're actually not that far from the Airbnb at this point, about an hour's drive. And we happened upon um, uh, a lobster 
shack by the side of the road. Actually, right beside a cannabis uh, store, which was you know <laughs> awesome because we got uh, two uh, we got two, two birds, birds stoned at once. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We didn't get high and drive, but we did buy weed. And uh, we uh, it's uh, hey, it's legal in Canada, all right, you friggin' Americans. And then um, we got some lobster, and that was awesome. Hey, Oma? Yeah, uh, it was great. Yeah, it was like caught that day. <laughs> it was just it cooked, was, it, cooked, cooked, cooked right in front I've, of us. Yeah, I've never had fresh lobster like that before. Usually, it's you know um, weeks R- old. Red yeah. lobster, frozen. Yeah, and and you know overly seasoned and like you know this was just boiled and we ate it and it tasted amazing. So yeah, yeah, it was nothing but the lobster. Yeah, yeah. it was great. It was. Does awesome. it need any extra? No, no, it doesn't. Seasoning is the juice. Yeah. You should see Kate eat a lobster. You will <laughs> never look at her the same way again. <laughs> I didn't know it was possible to shotgun lobster juice, but that is a thing. Oh, you my God. Pull the claw back and you just. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to reuse that sound bite over and over again. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, we, you know, we picked up all the stuff and then we, we got to the Airbnb and we pulled in and I was like, oh, my God, the mountains are right in our backyard mm-hmm. and there's a fire pit. And then, you know, this is Yilma's first time eating Kate and Scott on yeah, IRL. Yeah, in person. Yeah, at IRL. Yeah. It's funny that I feel like we'd known each other. Yeah, for sure. Same. Good. Yeah. Aww. Aww. I like you even more. <laughs> Thanks, man. Ditto. <laughs> we did the regular thing where we showed up and we kind of got um, dialed uh, right away because um, uh, okay, because fishing was going to happen early. Um, so, you know, we did the thing where we like freak around with the gear and mm-hmm. have some beers and, and chit chat. and. Go boxes together mm-hmm. or fly. Started looking boxes. at flies. and That happens every time you come up here. I don't think I've ever, you do the drive and for us it's about four and a half hours from Lunenburg. And you have every intention of going to bed early because you know there's this weird salmon game you have to play where, you know, it's who can wake up the earliest, get their coffee in their, their to-go mug and get to the river because it is the first person that gets to the pool. You do cycle pools here. So the first person that gets to the parking lot gets first passed through the pool, and that's pretty coveted. So every time I come here, I've you know all the intentions of going to bed early, and I just get absorbed into flies and leaders and leaders, mm-hmm. mostly flies. You're just you look at them and you're like, I think I think this is the one, yeah. you know, and you just kind of play, you know, but. Yeah, so we got all rigged, and uh, yeah, it is that kind of game. And plus, you're so excited, and you know, Mitch, mm-hmm. and you know, uh, from the our previous episode, Mitchell Roberts showed up, and we were, you know, we we're all shooting the shit, getting getting all acquainted, and, and looking at each other's flies, and just like getting ready for the next day's fishing. And uh, and yeah, that is kind of that was kind of our program. We would be waking mm-hmm. up, at, we were waking up at around five. Yeah, four forty-five. Because you can't fish until six, Correct. right? You're not allowed to fish until six. It's one of the only rivers in Nova Scotia that actually has that regulation. So it's you cannot put a fly Gentleman's in the water. Gentleman's hour. And lady. And ladies' hour. <laughs> it's also old, very old school here. <laughs> it's kind of cool. Though. Yeah, you can't you can't cast you can't put a fly in the water until six a.m. So what people will do is they will get up early. Um, bring a coffee or, you know, Kate and I actually have a jet boil and stuff and uh, we'll go make coffee on the side of the river. And it's yeah. actually one of my favorite times because, you know, the sun's still really low in the sky, super peaceful, quiet, usually no wind. Um, and you can just kind of exist. And, and usually there's salmon showing at that hour. They kind of like those low light times. So um, it's a really special time and it's a bit of an unwritten rule. So anyone that comes here, 
you know, if you see someone in the parking lot or sitting on a bench, just go and talk to them um, because there is a little bit of etiquette involved and you don't want to just jump in there and start fishing because, mm-hmm. you know, it's a quick way to step on some toes. Mm-hmm. But people are pretty friendly as long as you, ju- you know, respect, respect or just be friend. Just if you're friendly, that will be reciprocated. Yeah, absolutely. Everyone's so, yeah. Ex- extraordinarily friendly here. Yeah. yeah. Kate, what is cycling pools? What does that mean? What's some of the what's some of the marguerite etiquette? Break it down for us, Kate. So first person to the pool is gets first pass, uh, meaning you, so you start at the top of the pool, do a cast, two steps down, you know, cast, swing, two steps down, um, and then once you get to a um, satisfactory point, the next person gets in behind you, and you just kind of keep that rotation going. Um, and it's good because you cover all of the pool that way you're like fishing it efficiently but also it gives everyone a chance um to get in the water and you just keep cycling uh like that yeah that's pretty much all there is to it and we're fishing barbless here fishing barbless single barbless well yeah single barbless yeah single means one shank so one shank i wouldn't trebles are not legal um doubles are fine um, but make sure those barbs are pinched because, mm-hmm. and no weight. So no, no, weight, no yes. cone heads, no wrapped, you know, flies, nothing like that. Um, and sinking lines are permitted. Just, you know, again, one of the unwritten rules in the marguerite, just be super conscious. Sink tips are kind of frowned upon mm-hmm. in the summer. Um, okay. A little more accepted in the fall when you're fishing like big marabou flies that mm-hmm. kind of need to get down a little bit more when the water is a little bit colder, but Salmon are, are very willing participants to come to a fly. If they see it and they want it, they'll come for it. Um, that's one of the cool things about Cape Breton and the Marguerite is you can actually hook a salmon on a dry fly. Yeah. yeah. Oh. That was uh, Yoma's mission. Yeah, yeah, it was my mission for three days. And we all... I respected that. that. You were... Uh, yeah. yeah. I like top water a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's the bass so in me. Dry or die. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll get... I feel like dry we're jumping. We haven't even got to day one yet. Yeah. Okay, so we wake up. It's day one. Uh, good, good transition. It's good. Yeah, we we wake that. up. It's day one. We, you know, we wake up early. Um, I think Yelma and I are on very little sleep at this point because you know we've been working so much, looking forward to this trip, um, and we're like getting everything ready and getting all excited and driving to the river. And then we, uh, you know, walk to our first pool. And we're like walking through this lush forest. We're like, you know, it's it's Fern awesome. Gully. It's like you said, Fern Gully twice. <laughs> it was a lot like Fern Gully. There's a lot of ferns. Yeah. And then we see the river for the first time. What are your first impressions of the river Yilma? Uh, vast. <laughs> uh, beautiful. I don't know. Like it's 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 because you've never seen it. You've never been Atlantic salmon fishing before. No, never. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It just looked like you know the cla- a classic you know salmon salmon fishery. You know, like big, wide river, long, meandering curves and S shapes and pools and mm-hmm. riffles and just just everything you want. And um, it just looked very salmon. Yeah. Yeah. And again, you feel all cozy because we're upriver. So we're like, you know, in the valley. So yeah. it's like we're all like nestled in, but between two mountains and yeah. this river mm-hmm. is cutting. It's like a fortress. It really is. Like these mountains just cover you. It's it's our protective layer. Shield. There's benches at every pool too. So that was. Yeah. Fun. That's cool. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. Make a little fire. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we started uh, started swinging through. Yeah. We were fishing uh, two ways. We, were, we had our spay rods for, you know wider sections of the river and obviously for our wet flies and then we had our single hand rods predominantly for bombers but also for yeah. <clears throat> I hardly use my double handed a couple of times 
Uh, wait, I just want to touch on the the benches. That was cool. <laughs> yeah, hats off yeah. fishing. How about the benches? Seriously, yeah. like a shout out needs to go to the the Marguerite Salmon Association because that's that's on them. They've got. Oh yeah. Yeah. So they go around. Uh, at the beginning of the season and put all those benches out trimming and then the trails. trimming the trails. That's yeah. the other thing too, is like how accessible the, the river is. You can actually go um, to the Marguerite Salmon Museum, which I'm sure we'll talk about. And for a dollar or $2, you can buy a map that shows you more or less where all the pools are. It doesn't give you detailed, you know, instructions on how to, yeah, it's not like cast here, but it's like, here's yeah. where you can park. Yeah. This is where you walk. Yep. They all have names, which I love. It's like, you know, it's That's the same great. with Bonaventure and stuff. Totally. It's like, such a, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it just seems like, okay, this is the place you fish. Yeah. You know, and I just love it. And when in doubt, like, it is a well-traveled river. So, like, mm. you know, when I, I've getting around is kind of intimidating in most places, and you, you not that hard to get lost. But I find here, if you follow, like, a boot path, you're going to end up at a fishing spot. Mm. Mm-hmm. Or back of your car. Or back of your car. Yeah. <laughs> Depending on which way you're going. Yeah, those uh, first couple passes yeah. were sweet. Yeah, like, very sweet. Yeah. yeah. And um, um, yeah, super weird. So we're swinging through and like we all mentioned, you know, we're it's cool. It's like, you know, we had the pool ourselves at the, at the beginning of the day. That's not always the case. Um, but, you know, you can share pools pretty easily because of your, your, you know, you're casting, stepping down and walking through and everyone's taking their mm-hmm. turn. And, and it becomes like this little social thing where you're sitting at the bench. There's my, maybe you start a fire. There's fire pits at most of the benches and uh, everyone's sharing snacks and mm-hmm. Got this voice coming out of the woods, and all I hear is, "Hey, are you Aldo?" And I was like, first of all, I'm on two hours of sleep. It's like seven in the morning. I'm like, "What?" <laughs> I was like, "No, there's no." And it actually turns out uh, we met uh, Susan and Susie. Susan's from Ontario, knows Rob Sesta from Drift Outfitters, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, and was like, "Yeah, I heard you're on the river." And uh, how hilarious is is that? She lives in Bell Fountain, right by the Credit River, mm-hmm. and uh, we we shared the pool with them that morning, and. They're super cool. They are super cool. cool. So yeah. Susie, not Susan, but Susie, um, I've heard about her for years, but never met her because she's really good friends with uh, our friend's grandmother, who Kate spoke about earlier. So it was mm. really cool. Instantly had that connection. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, you know, it's it's such a small world, but even a, a smaller community. It, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> small salmon world. Yeah. 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 Which is really cool. Mm-hmm. And then, so yeah, we spent the morning swinging. We we, we didn't, uh, and learning, you know, how to fish a bomber, which like, how do you fish a bomber? Yeah. It's not exactly like a dry fly. No. I mean, it is, but what's different about a game? You're just, you're casting kind of like, you kind of want those, you want to hit it. You want those rings to come off of it when you it lands. You want the bomb. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I usually cast, you can cast a little bit up, you know, short, medium, long casts. So you're covering all the pools, uh, or all the, the all the pool, um, and usually you count to three. The three second, kind of like one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three. Uh, once it starts skating, pick it up, cast it again, um, and you want to land it. There's like a box in front of the fish, an imaginary box, and that's kind of where you want to land it um, in order for the fish to take it. Um, yeah. I think salmon. Like to be surprised. Mm-hmm. I think they're anno- annoyed. Or hate to be surprised. Yeah. yeah. So you is a. It's an irritation. If you drop a dry fly or even a wet fly, like in that little box that Kate's talking about, and it's in front of the fish, um, you'll know very quickly if there's a salmon there. Mm-hmm. You know they'll they're they're pretty keen. It's kind of like most of my salmon takes have been, 
right away. Like yeah. as soon as a fly hits the water and starts to swing, I mean, there mm-hmm. are exceptions. You catch them on the dangle and it is important to cover all the water, but especially mm-hmm. with a dry fly, like. And I say, don't, you know, let it skate, <clears throat> but sometimes they like that, you know, sometimes yeah. there's a little trigger. They don't. When that fly starts to. Kate, what's that special cast <laughs> we have to make in order for it to bomb on that water? Yeah, like I just cast like super high tip, mm-hmm. stop it high so it kind of flat falls down and you have a little bit of slack in your line and you get that little bit of drift. Right. I actually pull it. So you don't, uh, yeah, you almost like pull it back so and then it falls and then you get that little bit of slack enough to have a little bit of a drift. You're not casting like tight line. Okay, you almost say it. It's the pull-out method. Uh, <laughs> I, was like, I, knew, I, knew, I knew he was just like... What? You wanted me to say that, <laughs> too, didn't you? <laughs> but it's good this is PG gate. Yeah. <laughs> it's good because that way the, the bomber hits the water before the fly line, too, which is yeah. essential. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we don't scare any salmon in front of it. Yeah, which is great. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and if you do that well... Oh, it's really fun. It's a, it, like, I love swinging fun. flies, but, you know, first of all, a dry fly take is, like, the best... It's not, it's for a salmon. I have like, to imagine it's next level. But also it's like kind of inner, you know, interactive fishing a bomber. Usually, you know, you it's see not just tape. casting and just mindlessly swinging. You're like here, you're like methodically covering the pool. Like, oh, that looks like a salmon would hold there. I'm going to put one there, put one there, put one there. Like where do salmon hold? Well, like comparatively, I, say, like if you were to compare to reading trout water. Because they live in the same place. There's tons of brookies mm-hmm. here, by the way. Mm-hmm. You don't really, you don't really catch brookies and salmon in the same. You do kind of. They do share water. Like you'll see mm-hmm. them, but salmon like, I feel like salmon don't like to work hard, so they like to lie. You know, just to the, you know, inside of a seam or outside of a seam. Mm-hmm. In low water, they're up closer. In the fast water and high water, they like lying in tailouts. Um, they like structure. They like structure. And that's one of the they things. They need to conserve their energy. Exactly. Yeah. One of the things, like getting to know the marguerite, like we know where every little. You're still lies. learning. But yeah, you learn. Yeah. You kind of learn where the taking spot is in each pool um, in different water levels. And yeah. The best tip I was ever given, and I kind of dissect a salmon river um, with this method, is salmon like water that's moving at about the average walking pace of a human being. So mm. you, you try and dissect a river and you're looking at all this structure and the seams and all these like little currents and, um, and you try and find, usually it's where there's foam too. You can kind of see the foam lines and stuff like that. Foam is home. It is too for salmon in some degree, but right. yeah, you, you try and find that water that is just, when you, when you see it and you start to, you know, have success fishing it, it jumps out to you instantly, but it's like, yeah, just those little pockets or, mm-hmm. or seams that are just moving at like a walking pace. That's salmon water. Yeah. Cool. That's a good way to remember it. Yeah. That's yeah. a good way Easy. to remember it. Yeah. So yeah, we spent the morning doing that, learning, like getting that morning, I feel was like, it's all about getting dialed. Like, you mm-hmm. know, is there stuff in my bag where I want it to be? There was the stuff that I earned my waders that I needed to be. Can I find my lighter when I need a cigarette? Is like, is like, is like, am I casting right? Is my leader the right length? Am I not so right? It's like, I felt like that was a really good morning to just be like, okay, we're here. I'm relaxed. I like, I feel like all my gear is what I want it to be doing. Um, I'm kind of starting now, like, mm-hmm. get yeah, into the, the mindset of like, mm-hmm fishing because as you said it is very methodical with a bomber or and of course with with a spear rod too um you know it's like 
ca- you really do get into that flow state of like cast, take two steps down. You're using a bomber. It's like a short cast, a medium cast, mm-hmm. a long cast, two steps down, and you're counting three sec. Like it's a three to five second drift. I was using three second drift mainly. So it's like, yeah, you really get into, you like check out and check in at the same time because you're just like in that mm-hmm. flow state. It's awesome. You're mm-hmm. just like, oh, you're yeah. focused. <laughs> yeah, you're focused, you know? And then like in the back of your head, you're like, oh shit, like if something hits, it's going to be the craziest mm-hmm. thing ever. <laughs> and then sometimes we'd get scared when a brookie would hit it. <laughs> and we're like, <laughs> don't trout set. Don't yeah. trout set. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do not trout set on a. On a, on a, a bomber. They'll hook sure. themselves. They can usually come up and take it. So dry fly is the hardest thing because you can usually see the take. Um, and the worst thing you can do is is trout set. You just pull the fly away from them. And they'll usually take it, turn, and go back downstream. So same with swinging a wet. And I know steelhead, you know, anglers probably do the same thing. But it's more just like a, a rod lift than like a hook set. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then insanity ensues. <laughs> oh my god yeah kate had uh the day before two days before um yes had, had, had grabbed a uh a, a salmon on a bomber right yeah yeah we were up we were we've been salmon bombs here for the last couple of weeks but yeah. Uh, yeah we uh we had some good dry fly takes oh, before so you guys arrived so sick and it was close to shore so that's the other thing too like for anyone listening that wants to go salmon fishing do not get in the water if yes. you don't have to yeah a lot um, of times they're not in deep water. That's the other thing. So, you know, if you can stay out of the water as much as possible, that's yeah, what like, you should do because you, sometimes you're, you might be standing where they'll lie. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or just talk to someone. Like mm-hmm. usually, you know, that's the best, best way to approach a new water is, you know, assume that you probably shouldn't be waist deep in it until mm-hmm. someone who fishes it all the time tells you that, oh, they only hold on the far bank behind a particular rock. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> but like Kate's fish was super cool. Like, I don't know if she even had her leader out, you know, like she was standing on dry ground, just flicking a bomber. Like, you know, mm-hmm. her fly line was still spooled on a reel. Basically, they just yeah. came up and just like sipped it like a trout. And it was, That's you know, oh. and I was like, what, like a 12 pound salmon? Yeah. 12, 13 pound <laughs> fish. Yeah. It was cool. Super silver, like blindingly silver. They're hard to take pictures of because, you know, everything's so exposed. Yeah, they're yeah. like blown out. Yeah. 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 Um, That's so cool. There's yeah. nothing like a June marguerite fish. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. Okay, and that was the morning. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, every day is going to be kind of the same. We wake up, we go fishing. <laughs> yeah. But today was special because at, uh, at the middle of the day, we went to the salmon ceremony. Yes. Which is uh, an annual Mi'kmaq tradition. Uh, it was held at the uh, hatchery, which is uh, on the Middle River. No, it's on the Marguerite. It's at the hatchery pool on the Marguerite River. And that the hatchery is actually run by uh, Fish Nova Scotia, or the Nova Scotia Department of uh, Fisheries and Aquaculture. So, mm-hmm. um, and it's not a hatchery in the traditional sense. Uh, it's all native fish that go back in. They just kind of rear them, collect rootstock. Um, you know, it's very sad. Yeah. If you listen to the Sarah Penny episode, um, she outlines how, mm-hmm. how they do that. So yeah. actually, we've had a lot of Nova Scotia episodes. Yeah, we have. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's great. We'll put them all in the show notes yeah, so that we, people can refer to them because it is pretty cool because Sarah does a deep dive in and mm-hmm. how those hatcheries work and mm-hmm. that's rad. Mm-hmm. The hatchery's beautiful. It's a cool place. It's been around since, what was it? 1902? Yeah. Ooh, 1902? Yeah. 1902. 1902. 1902. Yeah, I remember that. So some old buildings <laughs> and, and that have been, you know, kept and it was great and mm-hmm. yeah, it was cool. Like the salmon ceremony honors the return of the salmon and of yeah. course their, their, you know. Cultural your, significance to the Mi'kmaq. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And their journey upstream and 
we all took part in a smudging. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which was cool. There's a lot of people there. There's a ton mm-hmm. of people. A ton and of Sarah people. Penny was there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, which was cool. We're like, hey, <laughs> I know you're from a podcast, and that was cool. We got to ch- chat with uh, her, and we got mm-hmm. to meet a lot of people from the community, which was really rad. Um, and I feel like we got good juju because of that. I do too. Smudging, I think. You know, the, the coolest part I've always thought this about when it comes to like Kate and I live and breathe salmon fishing. Mm-hmm. Um, That's pretty obvious at this point. I know, <laughs> but it's 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 like a definitely like an eye opener when you hear, uh, you know, Mi'kmaq discuss salmon in in such a different way. Like it doesn't matter how much I connect with salmon, like my existence never depended on their return. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's important to keep that in check. You know, like it's 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 so much more important to them culturally than it will ever be to, you know. Wreck anglers. Right. It's important to keep that in check. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good which is point. cool. That is cool. So that was really fun. Like I, I thought it was really fun. Yep. And then, uh, yeah, the, the day went as every other day went, which was like wake up, do something around lunchtime, take yep. a salmon siesta. Yeah, sleepy salmon. Sleepy. We were we were a bunch of sleepy salmons. So we all had a nap, even Finn. And then we got back on the water. And Scott, what happened? I hooked a fish. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. You <laughs> <did>. <laughs> Yep. Yep. Witching hour. Yep. Salmon don't like bright bright sun. So like you can you can pound water all day. You're not really I'm not gonna say you're not gonna catch a fish, but you're gonna burn out pretty quick. So you know. Yeah, especially this. this time of year where it get, doesn't get dark till late and they like that color yeah, change. You need to take that little break in between and then, you know, fish the prime times. Less morning is more. and evening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Less is more. It was wicked because yeah, you were like yeah, I'm on. And you know, we're you know, and then you're right, chaos ensues. And uh, normally, I'm told anyway, although I've experienced this, that Finn doesn't usually care about the salmon. But <laughs> Kate's Kate's grabbing the net, running in the water. Uh, you know, uh, Scott's tearing up and down the pool, chasing the fish around because, as we've all learned, you don't want to plant your feet when you hook a salmon, it's right? Not, that's right. Yes. Move your feet. Move. Yeah. It it really Parallel. is. Yeah, you got to play the fish like to, you know, you can't just stand there and, and like watch it rip line. Yeah, you'll lose it every time. So you kind of look foolish. I felt foolish the first time I started, you know, kind of walking with the salmon. But you want to keep side pressure on them and kind of move laterally with them. Um, most of the fish I lose is when they take off down river and I just stand there and, you know, that hook is going to move and just usually pops. Or, or they'll break off on something you can't see. They're yeah. clever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They go right for things that. You know, Rocks, you can actually yeah. feel them sometimes. They'll go to the bottom and you can feel them like rubbing, you know, their face on the bottom or something like That's that. That's so cool. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're not, not stupid. They're not stupid. <laughs> so Scott's sprinting around. Yilma's like, oh my God, he's never been, never yeah. seen Atlantic salmon before. I um, got a GoPro and a cell phone. I think Finn was hands. feeding off our energy. Yeah. He's like, wow, wow, wow. He's like chasing the salmon around. <laughs> Kate's like, Finn, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and then at one point it was just like, Finn was in the way and all this other stuff, and Kate's like, "Ah, screw the net," um, and and tailed the fish, and we landed it. Yeah, it was beautiful. Um, it was a beautiful fish, bright. Yeah, um, it was it, perfect. It there was, wasn't a mark on it. It was pretty it cool. Was fish. Gorgeous. Yeah. 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 And the cool thing too, this just goes back to like being friendly with people on the river. Like I hooked that fish, more or less in the exact same spot Kate got her fish. Like there is certain structure on the river that salmon will find, you know, and as long as that river doesn't chase change like year and year you'll find salmon holding on the same rock or the same like stump mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. so you can save yourself a lot of trouble you know it's not mandatory to have a guide in nova scotia 
Um, Fish Nova Scotia has an incredible website where you can actually click on the region you're planning to visit. So, you know, you might not be coming here to Salmonfish, but if you are, you can click on Cape Breton. There's a list of Nova Scotia or Fish Nova Scotia endorsed guides. And even spending a day with a guide on a river like the Marguerite will pay dividends in the long run. You'll, you know, you'll be able to learn what flies work, where the fish hold, how to access the pools. Mm-hmm. The etiquette. The etiquette. I highly yes. recommend that because you mm-hmm. you can save yourself a lot of time. There's a lot of chasing your tail you can do. And, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. I don't like that. I no, like no. That. it's fun too. Some that. people like that. DIY trips are, are super fun, but this can be DIY. You can still, can it can still be DIY yeah, if absolutely. you hire a guide. Yeah, you yeah. go for a half day. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Half yeah. day, full day, and then it sets up your trip for, you're better for it. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so that was cool. That was uh, that was day one. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we landed a salmon on the first day, which I was like, okay, okay, it's on. And Yilma and it saw his first <laughs> salmon, and he was like, whoa, I get it. That's yeah. what I'm fishing for. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I, I mean, I got it, but I even got it even more. Yeah, next couple of days, but yeah. we'll talk about that later. Today's show is brought to you in part by Chums. You know, Chums, the company that makes those can't-live-without-em straps that keep your sunglasses on your melon. Believe it or not, Chums has been around for 40 years, making top-notch outdoor accessories for all the guides, river rats, and weekend warriors out there. Chums got their start in southern Utah back in 1983, when a guide on the Colorado River invented their now-famous original cotton eyewear retainer. Chums still makes many of its products in Utah, and everything they produce is designed to help you hang on to the gear you value most. Head to chums.com to explore a wide range of products, including wallets, roll-top dry bags, waste packs, dry sacks for your phone, and of course, glasses, retainers, and all kinds of wicked styles. Every time we hit the water, Chums is right there with us in the form of amazing gear, which means we never have to worry about our sunglasses or phones sinking to the murky depths of the waters we love to fish. Head to chums.com to check out their full lineup of outdoor accessories that's chums.com best fishing story ever with ray blades i'm sure i could talk about a a number of different stories but i probably have two two decent stories that that both involve animals and from separate parts of the world so one one was when i when when i finished the High school and before I went to university, I took a I took a year off and, and lived with um, some of my relatives in Scotland for a year. So I was fortunate enough that I got to do a fair amount of fishing over there. And um, but I was still you know still a student working a little bit over there and stuff like that. So I didn't have a lot of money, but I got a few days on the Upper Tweed um, outside of Peebles um, to salmon fish in the fall. And it had rained for a couple of days beforehand, and I, I got a spot on the river up there. It's not a it's the the Upper Tweed above Peebles is not a not a big river but it's it's still a decent size right so I was out there waiting the river was the river was up high it was off colored a bit but still still fishable and I was working down this run and I could see a couple fish rolling on the on the far side so I'm trying to cast I'm really focused on working a far seam and swinging over to some salmon over there and I'm about halfway down the pool and a, a big thump on the back of my uh the back of my body, um, I was in, in chest waders and probably about uh, waist deep up in the water and it just hit me in the back of the the, the back and the butt and it was a, a dead and bloated sheep that was like probably a few days old. It looked like it was pumped up by a bicycle tire, it was so bloated and it um, almost drowned me. It took me it took me down a bit, I caught, I grabbed onto something, I was able to regain my balance and kind of twist out of the situation but a big bloated sheep almost took me out in, on the upper 
Upper Tweed in, in Scotland who were fishing. Um, so that was that's one that always kind of sticks in my mind as just something just out of the out of the ordinary. I've never I've never uh, you know I've never I've never seen a, a sheep floating down a river before or after that, and I've never heard of anybody uh, getting getting whacked by a dead and bloated sheep while salmon fishing. But I mean I, I'd love to hear if anybody else has had that experience too. Another one involving animals is. Uh, uh, we're fishing in uh, in northern BC a few years ago, and we were fishing a, a, a smaller river. We were coming down again. It had rained for a few days uh, the, the days before, but the river is still fishable. We we come down this run. We're floating down it um, in in and um, we get down to this run. And lower in the run, there's a big tree, big deadfall right across the whole river. It was probably about 40. The river is probably about 40 feet across. There was a big deadfall right across. Um, the river, the, the roots had uprooted on this big tree and um, there was probably only about a foot between the bottom of the tree and the top of the river. So we had to like paddle off to the shore, get out, get out of the, the, the raft, haul, take the gear out, haul it all up a uh, high bank, around a big root ball to get around it and then kind of get back into the, kind of sketchy, get back into the, the river below it, which was uh, off of a bit of a bank and kind of precarious and sort. So we did that with no 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 trouble, no incident. We we floated down the rest of the river. We fished, we fished away. And the next day we thought, well, it was a pretty good. We had a pretty good day the day before. Let's go back and fish the same the same same uh, float. So we did the same thing. We came down to this uh, to the same tree that was over the river again, but the river had dropped. Those those spate rivers, those smaller spate rivers, had dropped. Um, Probably another foot and a half since the uh, since the the day we were there before the day before, and um, we're coming down the run. We think, wow, it's probably enough. Look, if we just suck down on the in the bottom of this raft, and we can like kind of just get underneath it without having to get out of the boat and and haul around it. So we we did that. We 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 ducked all down. And we kind of scraped our backs on the on the bottom of the the big deadfall that was across the the river, and and um, we popped up the other side. And as soon as we popped up the other side, there was a, a grizzly standing on the other side of the, the root ball that we would have had to kind of portage around if we had to, if we, we portaged it, we were just standing there looking at us. It was probably less than 20 feet away from us, just looking at us and we're looking at it and it's looking at us and we're looking at it. And we're like, we're just going to keep on drifting and not say a word down this river. <laughs> river. So luckily enough that we didn't uh, portage that day around that uh, that big deadfall and, and and pop up on a on a grizzly on the other side of the the tree we had to uh, get, get around it was just it was just shock because you're you know i mean i think up there you, i'm always kind of a little bit where you know you you pay attention you try to you know make some noise when you're going through the bush and do stuff and just make sure that you're you're not in that situation but it was just sort of like it was we were so focused um on making sure we get underneath the tree that we didn't you know, we didn't get stuck or we, we just, we just, we were so focused on that sort of particular task that when we popped up the other side and there's a grizzly staring at us, it was just, uh, it was just, you know, kind of shocking, but we didn't, none of us said anything because it was just sort of like, well, we said grizzly bear. And then we just stopped and looked and we just were silent and, and floated the rest of the way down. So we got, we probably got a hundred yards or so down below it. It sort of sauntered off and we went and fished a couple pools down below it. So yeah, it's, it wakes you up. So day two, uh, you know, again, early wake-up call. Um, we actually got to the pool. Uh, we'd fished for a bit, and then the Susans showed up again, which was cool. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it was really fun chatting with them. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like, I'm not going to lie, they're really nice people. Yeah. 
Um, Smart. Uh, Susan and Susie. I shouldn't say the Susans. Susie and Susan. Yeah. It's just, you know, kind of close together. <laughs> and actually, Mitchell hooked a fish that morning. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, you know, case in point. They didn't move. And uh, and uh, that fish uh, broke, broke, broke them off, yeah. uh, unfortunately. Yeah. But it did jump twice. Yep. And Yilma got it on camera. Oh, yeah. Slow-mo, baby. It, it jumped, broke them off. And then it jumped again to this big fuck you yeah. <laughs> as it was <laughs> as it was landing back yeah. in the, uh, back in the yeah battle. it was totally a fucking so check this out so what you were saying about <laughs> how smart Scott I'm talking to how smart the salmon is well I'm talking to both but so he so they didn't move the the salmon went down rubbed against a rock yeah. and broke off yeah the leader was a brave leader was. What's it called? Not braised. Uh, I braised. I would braised? say that. Or, or frayed. 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 The leader was frayed. Yeah. <laughs> braised. Braised. <laughs> braised. Yeah, yeah. Braised barbecue sauce. Mitchell, <laughs> Mitchell will love that joke. Um, yeah. And yeah, just, yeah, case in point, you need to be parallel with that salmon and mm-hmm. follow it. You need to be tight, too. Th- and tight. I think the thing is, it's like, uh, you know, you see a lot of videos of real screaming and stuff. And it's not saying that they don't do that, but, uh, you know, obviously some of it is for mm-hmm. show. And I'm not just talking about Instagram. I'm talking about like, you know, even like videos pat in, in years past. Of, mm-hmm. Like I grew up again, as I mentioned this all the time, grew up in Ottawa. The fly shop wasn't very busy. Um, as you can imagine, not as many fly anglers back then as there are now. I was 16. I'm 37 now. Um, but it was busy during salmon time because I was in Ottawa and all the politicians went. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they would tell me these stories of like the reel was screaming and the fish was jumping down river and it got off. And I'm like, wow, crazy. Because, you know, I didn't know any better. And then, like, the more you fight fish, even the big browns in the credit, mm-hmm. if you're not moving, they're going to, mm-hmm. they have the advantage. Mm-hmm. And so you have to, there is, it's not like this hopeless thing where, like, wow, I hope I can land this thing. It's like, no, I have to actually try to land this thing. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you have to get that in your head. It's Absolutely. a game of angles. Yeah. Yeah. Twice. Is that why they call us anglers? Oh. No, they call us angles because, do you know how, you know where? I don't know. I buy that, though. No, let's it just say it's that. We'll say it's that, <laughs> but what it actually is is it was to delineate the difference between someone who fished with a net and someone who fished with a hook. Oh, cool! Because they would call it an angled, uh, like an angled hook or something. I can't remember cool. the tool. An cool. angled tool. Yeah, no, that's that, hmm. that's where angler comes from. Yeah, mm-hmm. cool. but it's true. Like I would say, in terms of pre- presenting a fly, too, it's you know all you're doing is picking an angle and that angle determines how fast your fly is going to come across the current mm-hmm. and salmon, depending on the size of your fly. What is it that our friends say, Greg? Angle of the dangle. The angle of the dangle. <laughs> but it's true. It's like the angle of the dangle. Again, a little tip for people that might want to go salmon fishing, you know, the bigger the fly, the faster it has to move, the smaller the fly, it's just natural. Small things move a little bit slower. So, you know, if you cast more straight across the river, the downstream mend, your fly's going to rip across versus if you do, you know, an aerial mend. I don't like mending salmon flies. I think mending is, Topher Brown actually says this, that mending has saved a lot of salmon, and it's true. It's the most <laughs> unnatural friggin' thing you can do to a salmon fly. <laughs> you know, uh, you see people do these big upstream auto mends, and you're just like, well, there's, you know, at least a quarter of your swing. And we were talking about most salmon take the fly, mm-hmm. usually, you know, the first couple feet. So you want to you want to do a nice. That's cast. one of the most important things I think. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. There you go. But is the speed of your fly, you know? Yeah. For for salmon fishing. Yeah. Like a small fly. Yeah, slow. Y- you want it to move a little slower. Big fly, you kind of need it to be moving quicker. So if I'm casting a larger fly, I cast more, maybe ninety. Mm-hmm. Let it rip across. 
Wicked. Small fly. I saw yeah. that happen. I think yeah. I liked learning from you two because I felt like we were fishing. It didn't feel like... And you know what? I was lucky enough to go with Rob from Drift Outfitters the first time, salmon fishing, and that felt like fishing. Yeah. I felt like, again, to refer to my politician buddies <laughs> when I was 16, it felt like they were just like casting a line and just praying. Hoping and dreaming. Yeah, hoping and dreaming. Yeah. We felt like I felt like we were fishing. You know, We were like... Moving flies, changing, like you said, the mm-hmm. angle of the dangle. Especially when you're bobber fishing, you really feel like you're fishing because yeah. you're just like, you're like, this spot, that mm-hmm. spot, three seconds, lift, you know, keep yeah. keep going through. And yes, it, it, nobody knows why an Atlantic takes a salmon fly, but there is a certain presentation that could mm-hmm. stack an odd in your favor yeah. for yeah. them to do it. Just always be thinking of what the fly is doing in the water. Mm-hmm. Turn your leader over. That's the biggest thing. Like I see people cast uh, an even pretty cast with your fly line. Make sure your leader's straight when it hits the water. That's the biggest piece of advice yes. I can give you. Mm. <laughs> yes. You know, if you want everything, salmon and and check your leader for wind knots. Check your leader. Yeah. Check your check hook. every time. Yeah. You know, if you got a weird layout and you think you might have a wind knot, just check it. These yeah. fish are too strong. Yeah. 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 Um, and yeah, just make sure everything is. You're fishing with purpose. That's kind of how I. That's the, the mantra, and that's kind of. Kate and I have been fortunate to have a lot of really great teachers. Mm-hmm. You know, we just we definitely didn't figure out all this stuff by ourselves. Um, some of it we did just trial and error, but you're, you hit the nail on the head. You are fishing for salmon, and they don't take, but there are certain things that they like. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you're just stacking the odds a little more in your favor. It's still a losing proposition mostly at the end of the day. But, yeah, there are certain things you can do that will entice a take. So yeah. It's yeah. like baseball. You know, the best hitters still only hit it three out of ten times. Yeah. But it's three salmon. And fish a lot of different <laughs> water. People get, people get, like, lead foot. Uh, too when it comes to like pools um but time and time again i've seen salmon you get kind of two chances at a fish it'll look at a fly and usually the first the first time if it likes whatever it is either it's a dry fly or wet yeah you'll get some sort of reaction out of them the second time you present it a little less third time they almost become numb so you know you might see a pool stacked full of fish it absolutely does not mean that you will hook one of those fish you know put put a couple passes in and move on you know cover as much water as you possibly can Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm Yeah, so that was the morning. Uh, That lunch, we went to the Dancing Goat. Very, very, very tasty. Uh, Yelma and I had porridge bread for the first time. Um, We should go after this podcast. Yeah, we can definitely go after this podcast for lunch. Oh, my God. (laughs) Uh. Sorry. Uh, And then we we had our salmon siesta. We got back on the water. And, uh, you know, I think, uh, Scott, you got broken off. We rose a few fish. Um, I had that grab pretty much at the end of the day. Uh, But but that was it, which was... That day was yep. that day was Mitchell's fish. Some, yeah, we had some rises. And, you know, I broke off a whale action. of the fish. Yeah, <clears throat> I had no business landing it. I was fishing uh, again, just structuring a river, and it was either snag or break off. It just looked fishy. I don't know. I, and there was a fish there. There was yeah. a fish there. Yeah, but and it was a log jam. It was a log jam. Anyways. Yep. What can you do? Nothing. <laughs> day three. The program and ensues, except for we had a special morning because uh, we're all sitting around. We got up nice and early. We were sitting and everyone was relaxing. I don't even think Kate had socks oh, on. God. We're sipping coffee and I'm doing my stories. And then Scott, it's like, you know, 20 to 6. And, and again, I didn't need to mention, we are very close to the river at this Airbnb. And Scott's like, you know, we should probably think about getting going. And then he was like, we gotta go. We gotta go. We gotta go. Everything started. It was just like pure panic. Kate's like, "What are we doing? We're blowing it." I was like on the couch, like posting our stories, and I was like, "What the?" F-? I was like, "I was up 
45 minutes ago. I was like, you don't even have socks on. And we were like, it, it was hilarious. And uh, we got to go, go, we got to go, we got to go. And then, um, so we went. Uh, we fished the morning and uh, nothing, uh, nothing really happened, um, which was totally fine. Um, yeah, the past two days were mainly overcast. Today we started getting Sunny. sun. Sun. That was the day of our big walk. We yeah. walked. We parked a car at one pool and left one at the hatchery, and we walked. Oh, actually, we got to fish with Andrew from Fish Nova Scotia. That's that true. That was super fun. Yeah. It was yeah. super fun. And, Ch- and Andrew's, you know, there's an Ontario connection there. He's from Ontario, and we were talking about not just here, but also, you know, he talked about um, he was part of a fly fishing club in his younger days, and they would drive from Pickering to the Grand River to fish yes. for browns, which yeah. it's kind of cool, you know, like there's all these little connections you make from the places you fish at home. Which I thought was interesting, and then we just like you know kept walking down. Um, we saw some fish showing. Uh, we didn't grab anything, and then um, we got to the hatchery pool, and uh, and we fished it. And again, we didn't get, grab anything. But when you walk out at the hatchery, you get to see all the brookies holding at the hatchery. There's a huge. Mm-hmm. The river goes right by the property, and it's a high, 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 high bank, and you get to see all the. Little brook, not little. No. We get to see the big brookie he's like holding in the current, and like that was cool. We're like, whoa, 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 yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa. And then we healthy, healthy river. We saw uh, we were at the hatchery doing doing some filming for Andrew, and they were transferring a brook trout from one pool to another to make room for salmon. And <laughs> we saw them moving the fish down a, a trout slide, which was like very hilarious. Um, so that was fun. Uh, we had our salmon siesta, and then we got back on the water to the actually the pool right close to the house. Um, and what happened? Uh, well, uh, I, I actually tied on Mitchell's blue charm. Um, it was a skinny, very narrow part of the river. Actually, reminds fast me a lot. Fast water. Really fast water. Um, you know, it was kind of that witching hour. Tons of mayflies and stoneflies coming up. Of course, not the salmon eat them, but we were watching. You know, the river was coming alive. Yeah. You know, it's that time mm-hmm. of the night. Everybody knows that time in indigo sunset and yep. mayflies and trout snouts. Was that Finn? <laughs> and then, uh, and then I got the biggest grab of my life. I, you know, I've I've been lucky enough to hook land Atlantic salmon for steelhead, et cetera, et cetera, Great Lake steelhead. Actually, one West Coast steelhead too. This thing ripped almost ripped the rod out of my hand yeah. it was like uh, the craziest grab and probably to your point 25 feet away from me like really yeah. close um, yeah yeah and yeah i was uh i instantly had that thing in my head like kate was like you know and kate was playing in my mind i was just like get moving and i was like i was like all i was like reeling up running down the river and trying not to fall in and uh and it was like it was it was this very strong fish yeah. and there was like this i could see this big rock ledge that I was trying to keep it, it away from. It feels that much stronger too when it's in the current like that. Yeah. Oh. Even more. It was wild. And I was like, just like stressing not to have my leader up against this, um, this rock ledge. And, you know, then Kate came in and landed the fish like she did for Scott. And, uh, she's good. Yeah. yeah. Just everybody's net girl. <laughs> net it's minder. a very important role. Yeah. And yeah, now Extremely all important. of a sudden I'm holding a marguerite, my first marguerite salmon. Yeah. And it was like huge. I was, I was freaking out. It was beautiful. I had like a purple strip. You know what? It's really cool because like instantly, like I've obviously the fish, I've seen, fortunate enough to see a lot of salmon, but, and I love the fish, but it's crazy to see 
the facial expression that everyone gets when they see a fish. To me, like, that's just like, wow. Like, yeah. I know especially they are. Yeah. But to see that kind of come across someone else's face, like for the, you know, I, I know you've hooked salmon before, but you did say that this is one of the bigger fish you've hooked. This is my personal best Atlantic. And uh, we were fishing the Bonaventure in the yeah. fall, which beautiful colored up fish, you know, yeah. they're getting ready to do their thing. And, but this was a really bright. Yeah. Dime. Dime bright, you know, fresh fish. And yeah. I was just like looking at it. I get really right. excited. I think you get to a certain point in your fishing, fly fishing journey where you get as excited to yeah. see somebody else catch a fish yeah. Yeah. as Can, you do yourself, especially definitely. see someone get their first salmon. Yeah, it's you like look, getting your own, your first salmon all over again. Totally. Really. You look humbled. You know, you were kind of like, when I looked at your face, you were just like satisfied. It was another word. And then just like the admiration you had for that fish, like even in the photos, like, you know, you did an incredible job playing the fish and incredibly, you know, fish handling is a really big thing. And like, I, couldn't say anything but good things you know you kept i think it's really important when people do there's a weird moment where i made out with it but other than that yeah but i mean you kept (laughs) you kept the head in the water you kept the gills if you are going to take a picture like we had our cameras already it was a a one two three we communicate lift Mm -hmm. do you want to see those water drops coming off a fish Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and and then back in back in yeah and upstream to live in upstream yeah yeah you you, happens so fast you feel you feel them get their energy back in your hands and I think that's really cool too because 100%. you can feel the energy of like a life spent swimming in an ocean and above like that's mm-hmm. that energy you know you're like totally. you're like this is the energy of a fish yeah. that has mm-hmm. swam away from a shark yeah. you know or a whale mm-hmm. or up a waterfall come yeah. from Greenland yeah yeah. and it's just like and then it kicked off and I was like wow mm. <sighs> awesome <clears throat> and that was that day that was really great Went home, fell asleep, you know, got our delirious four and a half hours of sleep, woke up in the morning, everyone was freaking out again. Gotta get ready, gotta get going, gotta get going. The ball busting. The ball busting of the morning, Um, you know, and uh, packed our snacks. It was a sunny day. Hit the road, very sunny day, Mm -hmm. starting to get really hot. Um, You know, we were keeping an eye on temps uh, every day and we kept going upriver to find colder and colder water. You know, we were, um, you know, you want to kind of, Stop fishing. I think, Kate, you said your cutoff was about 18 degrees. Once it starts to hit 18, I get a little, you know. Squirrely. Squirrely. Mm-hmm. 18 yeah. degrees and there's no, like, I, I won't take pictures of fish. Yeah. yeah. You know, if you're going to fish for trout and salmon, you got to fight them fast. You put on, you know, a little bit heavier leader. I know they say the same thing. If you follow, you know, keep fish wet. Mm-hmm. There's great resources out there on how to, mm-hmm. you know. The threshold, but yeah, salmon build up lactic, lactic, salmon and trout build up lactic, lactic acid when you're playing them and fighting them, and the only way they can recover from that um, is to cold, f- yeah, fine cold water, yeah. sub twenty degree water. So yeah, so that's what we did. We yeah. we we went up. We found you know nice cool sixteen degree water. Yeah. Um, and uh, well, Yilma, what happened? Oh shit! So <laughs> you already forgot. No, no, I remembered. That was just for so just set the set the tone real quick. Aldo, Aldo's been fishing with me, fly fishing with me the whole the whole time. I've learned, you know, since seven years now. And I, I was a, there for his birth. Yeah, he was there for my fly fishing <laughs> birth. And I have a I have a brand, and my brand is when it's the first time I'm fishing for a species species species. I catch, I catch them, but I catch. A smaller version of it, you know, uh, but that's okay because I work my butt off 
until I am rewarded. And it's just my brand. It's just how I fish and this, this is what happens. So um, I started casting and I can hear Scott and all, you know, do the figure eight, make sure it's moving, keep that leader tight. As soon as it lands, as soon as the fly lands, and it's Undertaker, by the way, it's my new favorite Atlantic salmon fly. As soon as it lands, make sure that leader's straight, 45 degree, water's moving slow in that run, figure eight. And as soon as I did that, exactly what I was told, I felt a giant tug. I almost thought it was a snag, but then all of a sudden the head shook. I had shook a couple times and I had had on. And and then as soon as I had it on, I heard screaming, <laughs> keep that line tight. <laughs> I'm a backstreet street driver. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate it. No, you're a good guy. Yeah, you <laughs> it's a very good guy. Cause I wouldn't have, I, well, I would have, but would I? Right, I so I appreciate you. you. Gotta, yeah. Most people yeah. don't. You get you get like deer in the headlights. Oh, you're like, you've been trying so hard to catch this fish, and yeah. when like, happens, oh my god, it actually like, happened. Yeah. yeah, you freeze. Exactly, so. exactly. Uh, it, go ahead, Aldo. What are you saying? No, oh, keep Put going. Your hand up. Yeah, no, uh, I, no. Sorry, I was just stretching. And then the first thing that hit my head as soon as Kate was like, "Keep that line tight." I followed that fish. I ran. I was not flat-footed. I made sure I was parallel with that fish. Um, uh, I kept the line tight. Uh, it ran a few times, which was amazing because that reel was like, Pss! I'm like, whoa. Um, <laughs> and uh, the, the amazing netminder, Kate, uh, netted the fish. Yeah, Kate, Kate kept all her fish safe. <laughs> and it was uh, my first grills. And I'm very, yeah. I'm, I'm very happy you said grills, juvenile. not a grouse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a salmon that has been at sea for one year. One yeah. year. Yeah. 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 One winter. Yeah. Explain, explain the difference. Yeah. 63 centimeters. Yeah. So it, it's a, a salmon, a young salmon that <clears throat> has spent one one winter at, at sea, left as a, a smolt, um, and come back, and it's a fish that's under 63 centimeters. And no less loved. No, they're cool. Love and, the grills. and grills are usually psychotic. Like I know. That was a weird thing. Like I caught mm. a grills in bonnet, on the bonnie, and yeah. everyone else I saw catching grills, they flip. They go they're almost insane. like, yeah, normally like grills go super insane. And uh, this one didn't, and uh, and that was cool. But you know, like you said, girls are no less loved. And uh, even watching them in the pool, like we were watching, and they're neurotic. Yeah. You know, like you see a girl's rise, and you're like, oh, I'm gonna cast that spot. And it's funny, I was watching this fit, the fish in that pool, and like they would rise, and then like like a shotgun, they'd take like a ninety degree left turn and go somewhere completely different. Mm-hmm. They're just throwing curveballs. Yeah. Which is super cool. And that was awesome. We, you know, Yilma got his first fish. We, uh, we, we spent the rest of the day fishing. And, but, uh, you know, nothing else happened that day. And, no. uh, you know what? The last day, too, which was yesterday, nothing happened. But, but uh, you know, we fished all day and did our regular thing. We had our dance and goat lunch. So we did do one special thing, which is we went to the salmon museum. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, that was special. It was special. Mm-hmm. It's a cool place, and it's that so lady cool. was so nice. Oh, and funny. Yeah, great. Yeah. yeah, we got to you know. I learned something. Yeah, I didn't know like I didn't know that um, they spawn for like it's not just like a day. No, they spend a week building reds, building reds, and and actually spawning, which is which was pretty mm-hmm. wild. And I learned something. What? The average survival rate of of the eggs. What was it, 8,000 eggs? To two. Yeah. And, two, and, two, and two survive. And two survive to, to return to sexual mm-hmm. maturity? Yeah, yes. it's fun. Yeah. Wow. 
They're special fish. Yeah. So I, I felt chosen. That's why it's so important to like do your part and just like look after the fish when they're in the river. Like, mm-hmm. don't be a jackass. Like, keep the fish in the water and, mm-hmm. you know. And I will say, you know, Kate, this whole time of, you know, and, and Scott too, uh, you know, feeling like your respect for the fish and how much you love it here. But yeah, you know, we left that museum kind of emotional and, and the respect you have for the fish, Kate, is just like, yeah, it's inspiring. They're, just, they're so special and they're just, they're just the most, inc- in my opinion, the most incredible species of fish and you do get emotional about them because and this place especially in marguerite because there's just so much history and just the things the fish have seen and been through and just it's such a just romantic incredible place. you know it's romantic and yeah they're just so special i was gonna say on that note too like they are super special and there are things that we can all do to make sure that salmon stay in our rivers and mm-hmm. that future generations can kind of experience how awesome they are and and the first one i would say is you know there's a lot of great organizations even if you haven't been to nova scotia salmon fishing but you might want to um jump online or you know go on head over to instagram and and follow the nova scotia salmon association it's free to join it's free to join and they do incredible work from you know doing catchment liming with helicopters to make sure that you know acid rain is is being you know mitigated mitigated is really cool uh, river restoration, you know, our home river, the Lahave, Nova Scotia Salmon Association has been paramount in uh, in helping us kind of recover some of our our last remaining wild Atlantic salmon. Mm-hmm. Um, there is hope, though. Like yeah. we were just chatting last night, yeah. the, the returns are up, and there's really smart people. I mean, <laughs> I feel like they fluctuate, you know, up and down, but like it seems like the last couple of years there has been a lot more fish returning, and the five year average, yeah, yeah. And I nice. think that that's super, I have to remain optimistic because I think being pessimistic doesn't do anything, doesn't do the fish any good. Doesn't um, change anything. Yeah. It just makes me want to, want to fight harder. But you know, even inland fisheries, like their mandate is not Atlantic salmon, but they care so deeply about, about the fish. And, and, uh, yeah, there's a lot, you know, if you live in Ontario, BC, Alberta, Saskatchewan, Northwest territories, I don't know. Hop online, join the Nova Scotia Salmon Association. Okay. Here's <laughs> every province. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get involved. Because, like, you know, there, there's stuff you can do. And, and uh, just follow along. They're just an amazing yep. fish to, yeah. you know. They're a symbol of, you know, tenacity. Mm-hmm. They are. And they're, you know, they're survival. They're survival. badass. They're so badass. They're so badass. We also like, m- let's jump a- up waterfalls. <laughs> yeah, avoiding seals, sharks, and whales. <laughs> spawn and then survive and, yeah. then, and then also dodge maybe kate. come back and do it again and dodge kate. <laughs> and dodge kate it's unfortunate my only if we if we do you know rose and a thorn it's hard for me to say my rose isn't catching that fish it's wild I've, again going back to our politician friends i've heard many people <clears throat> do years and years of salmon fishing without catching anything and here i've been on two trips and have caught fish on both so i feel extraordinarily lucky yeah. um kate i know you hook land um, a lot of salmon a year in fact even last week (laughs) this is my only thorn would be not seeing you land one of the fish you love so much but uh it was it was an awesome my goal fucking awesome week to get yoma his first salmon yeah technically you landed all of our fish um yeah i don't need to you know catch fish to enjoy it and see other people enjoy it and and i had a really good week last week so (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I got it out of my system. 
Yeah, I think, uh, you know, it was a beautiful week and we wrapped it up really well. Like we had a nice sunset last last night and it was just a special week. Like we had, I don't know, it was one of my tops. We get to go to a lot of places and I hate doing that human thing, which is compare and contrast, but this is one of my top trips for me. It's so easy to do too for people that... Well, that's a, that's a good point. <clears throat> Don't don't be scared. Like Kate and I just got back from Quebec, and Quebec is awesome. We fished the Gas Bay on the Bonaventure, like you've done, and I mean that's accessible too. It costs a little bit more money. It's about a hundred dollars a day per person to fish. Um, how much was your license as a non-resident here for, for a seven-day seven license? Was sixty-three dollars. It's got to be the cheapest place in the world to fish for Atlantic salmon, and it's all public water. It's all public water, which I think is isn't you know there's pros and cons to that, but at the end of the day. The more people that care for salmon, I think... Absolutely. Nail on the head there. Yeah. Yeah. And that's always our goal is to make salmon fishing seem approachable because it is and accessible for everyone. You don't have to go to a lodge, um, you know, to experience... No, and those are great. And that's great, too. Uh, Don't get me wrong. I love doing that, too. (laughs) But um, anyone can fish for salmon. It's... There's nothing, you know... Yeah. And there's it's amazing, not unattainable. And there's amazing brook trout fishing here, too. Like, oh, at the yeah. same time, like, first, oh, man, first day, yeah. we saw first. Susie hook an absolute monster, monster. of a brook trout. Yeah. 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 The one I caught was a nice size brook trout. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's, yeah. there's a lot to explore in the marguerite alone. Yeah. Like, sea run trout stripers. Yeah. If I could, sp- if I could spend a month here, it would be before salmon season, so I didn't get salmon brain, and I could enjoy trout fishing here because there's yeah. a lot of fucking trout here, mm-hmm. yeah. um, which is cool. But... Um, yeah, I think that's really it. What a, uh, you know, what a great week. I've yep. learned so much. A lot. I learned, I learned so much. I learned so much. Yeah. And, uh, that's always my favorite part of the yeah. trip. And it was awesome to see you guys. I mean, I think I mentioned this last night. Got we, some, meet we, some of our friend locals. Oh, have a little barbecue. Yeah, tailgate. right. Oh God. With the last, last night we had a little tailgate with, with your pals, which was super I fun. Was, yeah. I was so, you were, was, you were I was so shy. I was like, what is, wait a second. Yeah. Humans are like this. Humans They're are like this offering nice. you a burger. You're like, no, no. No, I'm like, no, you're just kidding, right? I was like, Yelma, I've never been a, I've never been a burger Yelma didn't want. I just, we have I just such never, a great... A, sorry. I was just... Sorry, I didn't mean to... No, I, we have such a great um, salmon fishing community in Nova Scotia, and it's like a camaraderie. It's yeah. nice. Yeah, so for those that, like, just to shed some light on this situation, we saw two pool, two cars at a pool that we wanted to fish last night. Um, and I recognized one of them and, and, uh, we rolled up and it was actually, you know, our friend Jason Sampson, uh, and Dan Muse and Jason had his, his 12 year old son out teaching him how to fly cast and their buddy and his buddy. And, and to me, that was like pretty touching too. Cause that's the next generation of people who are going to, you know, mm-hmm. care for salmon. Um, and yeah, we sat in the bench, you know, I think we brought a couple of cheeky pops with us mm-hmm. and offered, you know. And at the end of the night, Jay- we had burgers. Yeah, yeah tailgate party. After Walk- walking through an enchanted forest of fireflies. Yeah, yeah it was pretty I was like, wild. okay, this place is not real. <laughs> yeah. And, oh, that, that, yeah. Yeah. And uh, and that was really cool. It was a nice way to yeah. wrap the whole thing up. Yeah. And it was also nice, I think, Kate, you made the point, to not cook. Because we were getting home at like 11 after yeah. like, a, like every day. We were like yeah. eating dinner at like 11 30 and just trying to sleep at 12 so we could get up for five yeah it's a grind <laughs> it's a grind but it's a good one the salmon siesta is key yeah i yeah. will say my advice salmon siesta 
Yeah. They're not going to, they're, you know, it's hot in the middle of the day. Less is, less is more. Even when Kayla and Casey came here, they came in the fall and, uh, Casey was, was Kayla actually hooked some fish as well, but, uh, Casey landed one and it was on the day that we did the least. Like we fished a little bit in the morning and then we were just like, we I think didn't it was grind it. The last day of their trip and we went home and made bacon and <clears throat> eggs and just chilled and had coffee and. I swear to God, less is more when it comes to salmon fishing. You got to try, obviously, but if you mm-hmm. obsess and, and do all that stuff, mm-hmm. yeah. you're going to burn out. It's easy yeah. to obsess, though. Yeah. Very easy. And I just wanted to say thank you to you guys Yeah. for coming here and sharing. Like, this place is so special to us and, mm-hmm. um, you know, respecting the rules, etiquette, you know. Embracing Treating them. everyone nice that you met on the river and just, yeah, being a great ambassador for them. The river and allowing us to, to be on your platform yeah and talk about how special this place yeah. is like yeah. you guys do a lot of really great work and you deserve a pat back for sure thank Aww. you so much thanks for saying that well yeah thanks for hosting us i mean you amazing guides uh and amazing friends we met under a year ago and we said we should do this and then we did it and i love when we do that because if you take too long to do something sometimes it doesn't happen and so it happened and yeah. and it's yeah. awesome that it did and you know we should casually mention that mitch and Ethan were supposed to be here, but they couldn't because they both got sick on opposite coasts yeah. um, and weren't able to travel. Uh, so a micro shout out to Mitchie and, and Ethan from Reddington because uh, they're supposed to be here and they weren't. So that would be but my we'll only... we'll get them here. Oh, we'll get them here. It's not, like we said, super easy to get here. So um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back for sure. But so. we'll split up in teams. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, don't... Sam, salmon squad. It's, it is really hard. Like, again, I, I know this is dragging on, but... <laughs> groups groups in fishing, especially salmon fishing, is hard because you do rotate pools. So if you are planning to come, you know, three, max four people, pretty good. If you have more than that, just, you know. Just treat it like saltwater fishing. Yes. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's only three anglers. There's only three. There's two anglers in a guy boat. per boat. Yeah. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You'll have a better time. You have a better chance of catching a fish. You know, everyone else at the pool is going to have a better experience when you're not rocking up with yeah. a bunch of people. And yeah. Well, I don't know. Six of us and a big cooler full of beer is pretty if fun. you bring beer you definitely <laughs> gotta pass um but yeah thanks again and uh this has been a wicked week and and uh you know um it's Ju- this show is gonna come out july 15th so i'm sure we'll be my birthday Ooh. oh Ooh. right happy, on happy Ooh. birthday, birthday ilma and uh, uh this show is gonna come out july 15th i'm sure for this whole month of july we're gonna be posting a bunch of salmon <sighs> We're going to be posting a whole bunch of salmon uh, content. Uh, you know, Scott has been taking photos all week. Um, uh, so thanks for that, Scott. Just a few. And, uh, and so you'll so be seeing a lot photos. of his fantastic photography. Um, and uh, I guess that's it. That's it for me, Aldo. Yilma? Bye. This is Yilma. Bye. Head over and, and follow Fish Nova Scotia to see the content, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Scott, yeah. did you want to sign off? <laughs> I'm just trying to plug as many people as I can think of. Well, no, this yeah. is when you do it. It's the sign-off. It's the sign-off. Join off. Nova Scotia Salmon Association. Follow Fish Nova Scotia. And and come to Nova Scotia <laughs> and have a good time. And, and uh, yeah, thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Kate. Thanks, Love Scott. Love you guys. Love you. Thanks, Atlantic Salmon. Wait, is this the button? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can find all of our content at SoFly.ca. Reach out via email by sending your questions or comments to info at sofly.ca. Find us on Instagram at the SoFly Crew. Thanks for listening.